0: Hey everybody, welcome to Budge. Have you ever wondered why it is so difficult to answer the question, what does it really mean to lead people? Or what is leadership? Well, in this episode, we're going to be chatting about a new definition or rather explanation of leadership and what it really means to lead people. I think you'll find it both simplifying and challenging. I hope you enjoy. Today we are talking about something that may seem a little out of the ordinary, especially if you know me at all and you've been around me at all for long periods of time. I have kind of stuck with a definition of leadership for a long, long time, and then from that definition, I have kind of spun off and uh, talked about different facets of leadership. So, I would say it was it was about. Three months ago, and I was thinking about a situation in which, and and before I say this, I want, to say, I want to say that this particular team or individual that I'm talking about has never been on Budge, and I've never done any work at their organization. So just, just so you're not going like, man, I wonder if that was us. I wonder if that was me. It, I'm just telling you, it was not. And so... That's <laughs> just, just so you know, because uh, I always see people, I don't see very many faces, but the faces I see sometimes, I'm, they're like, mm, I think I know who that might be. You do not know who this is. Anyway, so I was thinking about this particular situation and, and, and how this organization runs, how this team functions, and how the leader of this team sometimes gets frustrated because things maybe don't go the way that he wants them to go and i have said in the past man you you need to lead that you know and he kind of looks at me as if i uh, am a little crazy and i think i think he thinks i am leading that but yet things aren't going exactly the way he wants them to go and and i i'm pretty sure that happens you know a lot with you know different organizations and and different teams and you know that kind of thing so it happens all the time. So anyway, I'm thinking about all this and I'm thinking about this particular team and this particular organization and this particular issue that he was talking to me about. And I thought, you know what you need to do? Leaders need to show the way. And if you don't show the way, people will not know the way. So I started playing with that a little bit. And I thought... I don't know that that's enough. I don't know if it's enough just to show the way. I think I think we got some leaders that show the way, but yet nobody's listening, nobody's following, uh, nobody's going in the direction that they are pointing. So now, what do you do with that? So it's not just showing the way. All this stuff swirling. I think about this stuff all the time. I mean, I don't have a life and I don't have a job, so it's what I do. I just think about, I just think about, think about all this stuff. So, so anyway, I'm driving in my car. I'm on the highway. That's where I do my best thinking. And this thought just came to me: love people and show the way. Love people and show the way. And I thought, you know what? That is my new definition slash description of leadership. Love people and show the way. So the reason there are two parts to that equation is, as all of you know, it is not an easy explanation of what leadership is. Everybody has their own idea and their own spin and it's all based on their own context and rightfully so. So I've said this for years. You tend to lead the way you were led. You tend to coach the way you're coached. You tend to parent the way you're parented unless it was so bad that now you set out to change it. But until that happens, you more than likely, you more than likely are going to lead. In progress. You're going to lead the way you were led. So by default. So if we don't intentionally do something with our leadership, if we don't intentionally steward our influence in such a way to create positive outcomes, then we will forever resort back to whatever becomes default or whatever becomes habit or whatever becomes just simply the way we know to do it. And that's in anything. Again, that's your leadership, that's your coaching, that's your parenting. Uh, that that's That's basically anything in life. So this thought hit me. And I began to play with this, and the next time I got a chance, I started making several pages of notes of what does this look like to love people and show the way. Love people and show the way. And I I just simply don't think you can do one without the other. So here's the conclusion I came to, and and I've got notes here in front of me, and I'm I'm going to do this way out of order and just do this very, very organically. So this is going to be a different kind of a conversation maybe than we've ever had, or at least from my standpoint, than we've ever had on, a, on, an, on an episode. If you simply are loving people and not showing the way, and that's what was going on with this particular person that I was thinking about. If you are just loving people and not showing the way, you are a very, very nice person. People appreciate you. People love you. But let's face it, that's going to be about it. You're just simply a nice person. If you are showing the way and you're not loving people, you probably are a tyrant. And there are a lot of people that are showing the way and not loving people. And they're confused as to why in the world nobody's going their direction, why nobody's quote-unquote doing what they're supposed to do and all these other things. That in my mind go along with show the way. So if you show the way and you don't love people, then again, you know you're 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 probably a tyrant. Now if here's the, I'm gonna I gotta throw this in. If you are not loving people and not showing the way, then quit because you're probably not doing anything that's worthwhile at all to carry the title or carry the badge that indicates you somehow are the formal leader. So if you're not loving people and you're not showing the way, uh, you're not leading. It's over. But if you are loving people and you're showing the way, my guess is you're going to be leading pretty effectively. So here are some things about loving people that I do know for sure. And this is what this looks like in this particular context. And I want you to understand that I am not going into every detail that I have written down. That, that There's no way to do that here. Uh, On an episode like this, this is best left for an in person session at some point. But here are some principles that I have just about loving people. Loving people means that I'm going to make them feel safe. And here's what I do know people need safety, and not just safety from a, uh, a physical standpoint, but safety from a psychological and emotional standpoint. People need to feel safe. They need to feel safe to to risk. They need to feel safe to own what they need to own. They need to feel safe to even make mistakes and then own up to those mistakes. And when people are not when people are not feeling safe, they will resort automatically neurologically even they will resort to self-protection. And this is why people in organizations or in marriages, in families, on any team of any kind, that they will resort to lying or they'll resort to blaming in order to self-protect. As a leader, I want to love people by making them feel safe. I want you to know, yeah, you're going to screw it up around now and then because you're what we call human. But when you do, it's safe to own it. It's safe to admit it. We're going to work together to move beyond. It's safe to risk. If we do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always got. It's safe to risk. And in risk, you're sometimes going to foul it up. You're safe to do that. You are safe to call me out. As a leader, you're safe to call me, your leader, out. I need you to do that. I want you to do that because I want to get better. And there's no way I'm going to get better on my own because I have blind spots that I don't know about, that no one's going to tell me about those. Nobody's going to bring them to my attention until they feel safe. So I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel safe. And and, and, uh, several organizations that I work with in all different kinds of industries are steeped in physical safety. In fact, they will put physical safety as one of their core values. And And uh, in the last few years, I have challenged those organizations that I work with on an ongoing basis to not just focus on the physical safety, but focus on the psychological and emotional safety as well. Because to me, that is equally important. In fact, study now has actually shown that when psychological and emotional safety is what it needs to be, then the physical safety actually gets better as well. So I want to make people feel safe. I want to be that safe leader. When I'm loving people, I'm making them feel safe. Here's another one. People need to be esteemed. When I'm loving people, I am believing in people. And I am letting them know somehow, way, I'm showing them that I believe in them. And there are a few different ways of doing that. There are several practices to make that happen. But I want you to know that I believe in you. And you have nothing more to prove to me. Now, I want to help you get better at everything you do. So I used to tell my own kids this. I love you just the way you are, but I love you enough to not let you stay that way. And that's kind of the way I'm going to be with people that's going to be on my team. So I, I want them to feel believed in. I want them to feel that I trust them. I want them to feel that I appreciate them and that they are truly an integral part of this Team in this organization, uh, I've said this a lot. I, I, is it, it, you know, and I, I again, I don't, I don't have a team. I don't have, I don't have that staff that I work with. Like some of you that are listening to this, I, I don't have that team around me. But if I did, I would want to make sure my team knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are absolutely, I am absolutely the best friend you've got. I'm not telling you you are the best friend I've got. I'm telling you that I am the best friend you've got. When you need something, I want to be there. I want you to know that you've got a friend. And and I know some of you now are already singing that song because we almost broke out there in a little bit of chorus from Toy Story. That's okay. You've got a friend. And I, as your leader, am going to be that best friend that you have. So safety, belief, I know that people need to be esteemed or they will feel unappreciated and possibly even dehumanized. When I'm loving people, I am coaching them to better. I'm coaching them to better. Everybody likes better. Everybody likes better. Literally no one I know, no one I've ever talked to, the most negative person I've ever been around still likes better. Now they whine about things not being better. That's what makes me know that they like better. You see this? Everybody likes better. And so, and and we all somehow, even when you don't admit it, or even when we're not intentionally going for it, we're all somehow leaning towards things being better. So uh, it's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, where's your marriage? And you go, yeah, we're about a 7 right now. Maybe a 7.5. I say, okay, where do you want it to be in 5 years? Well, I think we'd like to whittle that down to about a 4. Like, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's wanting to go that way. Everybody's wanting to go the other way. And so everybody's wanting something. You know, in 5 years, i like for it to be like an 8 or an eight five or a 9. Oh, we're always shooting for 10. Everybody likes better. Listen. When I am leading people, when I'm loving people by leading, I'm leading by loving people, I am coaching them to better. And I am inspiring them to better with what inspires them. When people don't grow and people don't improve, they become stagnant. And I don't know if you've ever been around stagnant water, but I'm telling you, it stinks. And when leaders don't grow and people don't grow and people don't improve, even just a little, hence budge, then they become stagnant. And I don't want to be on a team with stagnant people. So I am going to coach them to better. Another thing I'm going to do when I'm loving people is I'm going to be committed to them in a proactive way. Now, I added the last part with that in a proactive way because... It is very easy, and everybody knows this, it's very easy to be extremely reactive. If somebody yells at me, I yell back. If somebody's mad at me, I'm mad back. Uh, If somebody honks at me, I honk back. If somebody pushes me, I push back. Uh, If somebody's mean to me, I'm mean back. And it's just very easy to be reactive. Uh, When somebody is not doing everything they're supposed to be doing, then it's easy to give up on them or quit on them. So... All that's very reactive. When I'm committed, I'm committed in a proactive way regardless of what's going on on the other side. Proactivity means that I'm operating from value and purpose and moving forward in a way that's me. Not because of what you do or don't do, but I'm living by value, principle, and purpose. So, that's why I say committed in a proactive way. Not committed with strings attached, not committed, um, you know, it, it, until you do something you shouldn't be doing, but unconditionally committed in a very proactive way. When I'm loving people, that's what I'm doing. And you know what that helps me do? That helps me to stick, it helps me to persevere. And they know that I'm not giving up on them. They know that no matter what happens here, I am on your side. I am still going to continue on. Now, the question came to me in a session a few months ago uh, when we were talking about that particular kind of commitment and perseverance. And this guy was a coach. He was at a college, and he was a coach. And he came to me, and he said, hey, we had we had somebody on our team. It kind of shook him up when I said that because they had somebody on their team. This guy coached women's basketball team. And they had a girl on this team that was very, very good. She's by far the best one on the team. She kind of carried the team. And she just up and quit with a few games left in the season. I mean, walked off the court and quit. They didn't know what to do. They tried everything they could to get her back. And so he came to me after the session, and he said, what do you do with that? And way more to the story than what I'm telling you here, but I'm I'm nutshelling this just to give you an idea and kind of go somewhere with this. He said, what do you do with a situation like that? See, here's the deal. They did everything they could to get her back. When you're doing everything you can to get people back or to keep people, and they just don't want to, that's beyond your control. It's probably time to cut bait. And so there's a freedom in that. And so I don't want you to think that because somebody does quit, leave the organization, leaves your team or whatever, all of a sudden you're some sort of failure. You're not. Because my barometer for almost everything is the want to. If they want to, then they can. If you want to, I'm all about it and I'm going to be helping you. So I can't make you want to. That's that's one of the key things you've got to have. But when you want to, I am all about it and I'm going to stay committed to you. Um, and even sometimes I've stayed committed when they don't want to and I, and I try and I try and I try and finally you just got to go, I'm done. That's a whole different thing. So loving people is about showing them a better way. It's about Believing in them. It's about making them safe. It's about staying committed to them in a very proactive way. That's a piece of what it means to love people. So, we're not talking about necessarily a feeling of love like some would think that that particular word indicates. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an action of love, loving people, this deep care, this deep regard, this deep respect for people. That's love. So loving people and showing the way. Now, let's talk about showing the way a bit because this is a big, big deal. Again, if you're loving people and not showing the way, if you're doing everything we just talked about and not showing the way, you're a really nice person and good for you. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're leading. And again, if you're just showing the way and you're not doing the things that we just described, you're not loving people, then you could come across as a tyrant. And nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to follow that. So this showing the way. Showing the way. Showing the way. And it's exactly what it is. Show them the way. Don't just tell them the way. Show them the way. So here's what I know about people. People want direction. People want direction direction. People want direction more than they want answers. People want direction more than they want solutions. People want direction. They want to know where we are going. So people want direction. Without direction, they feel lost. Now I want you to think about how you feel when you are lost. How do you feel? And I went to some experts last night because they happened to be at my house. I went to some experts last night. Harper, my almost eight-year-old granddaughter, and Ivy, her sister, who is six. And I said, Harper, Ivy, how do you feel when you're lost? And Ivy, the six-year-old, said, I feel confused. Confused. Confused when people don't know direction when they don't know where they are going or even where they are, they feel confused. Harper said, "I feel frustrated and I feel scared." When people are lost, it's a scary thing. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever been lost. Like, and, and 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 you know, there's a lot of men listening to this. And so, when you're lost and you're with you your significant other, you are told to stop and ask for directions. But that's not the man thing to do. The man thing to do is to find your way out no matter what. And my guess is, if you've ever been in that situation, and I have, you're not finding your way out. You are getting more lost and more lost and more lost. And you are making things worse by trying to find your own way. Do you know how many times, now that's metaphorical, Do you know how many times that happens in an organization when they do not know because no one showed them the way, people do not know the direction, they are trying to find things and do things and move in a direction completely on their own. That is scary, it's confusing, and it's frustrating. People want direction. People want to know direction. Here's another thing. They need to know the win. What is the win? What are we shooting for here? What are we actually doing in our organization? What is our team about? What ultimately are we trying to accomplish here? And 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 I've had this conversation so much in the last several months. I'm just telling you, people are not going to work hard or harder or become more engaged or jump in and be passionate about just simply making a paycheck. It's just not going to happen. And this has been proven for the last 150 plus years that it just simply isn't going to happen. That is an extrinsic motivation and that is not enough to cause the kind of engagement, enthusiasm, excitement, and passion that we want on our team and our organizations. People need to know what are we doing Where are we going and what ultimately are we trying to accomplish here? What is that win? What is it that we are pushing for? It's the leader's responsibility to show the way. Show the way. This is what our win is. This is the direction we're going. And then by loving them, you keep them on track to get where it is that you're going. Chaos and ambiguity does not make a great culture at all. And when chaos exists and when ambiguity exists and we don't know for sure and things keep changing, there are shifting priorities, that is not a healthy culture and and nor is it healthy leadership. People want direction. They need and they want someone to show them the way. Every time I had this conversation about teams, what makes an effective team an effective team? You have to know that one of the number one things I hear more often than not is common purpose, common goal. That's it. I, I I'm safe to say I'm that ninety eight percent of the conversations I've had and asked that question, I have heard that in some in some shape, form or fashion. Common goal, common purpose. Like, what are we here for? What are we all working for? Where are we going? That's what makes teams effective. And I constantly hear it all the time. So I heard this the other day. When teams are on the same page, we need to be on the same page. Okay, what page is that? What does that page look like? Clear expectations. Clarity in what the expectations are is so important because without that clarity, people will make stuff up on their own. And that's what happens when people don't have direction. They don't know the way, is they'll start making up stuff on their own. And you may get lucky and it may work, but my guess is most of the time you're not going to get lucky and it's probably not going to work because they don't know the way. Watched a movie a long time ago called The American President. Michael J. Fox was in this movie and he was one of the aides of the president. And he is in the president's face, who is played by Michael Douglas. And he said... In the absence of genuine leadership, people will listen to anybody who steps up to the microphone. And I get it, it's a movie. But do you know how true that statement is in real life? Without leadership, in the absence of genuine leadership, and this is where I'm going, in the absence of people Leaders loving people and showing the way. People will listen to anybody that steps up to the microphone. So leaders can't just show the way. Leaders can't just love people. Leaders have to love people and show the way. Hey, thank you so much for listening In the original Zoom cast, we had some questions come our way at the end. We decided this time to include those questions because they were really, really good questions and they fit perfectly with what it was we were talking about. I think you're gonna enjoy it, so feel free to listen on. Give me your thoughts on the ability or the necessity to be vulnerable as a leader to demonstrate that level of love. Yeah. So everybody, everybody that leads, everybody that leads a team wants an effective team. You know. Again, that's that. That's that better thing. Like nobody wants to lead a team. Go, man. I hope he becomes ineffective as possible. Everybody wants an effective team. And so when you start asking what is the number one thing that makes teams really effective, again, this goes along with the. There, there are two answers I hear. Common purpose, common goal is one of them. We talked about that. The other one I hear is trust. People say trust. you got to have trust on a team. If you don't have trust, you don't have an effective team. And you're right. And Patrick Lencioni wrote a book about it called Seven Habits of High... Uh, not Seven Habits. Five dysfunctions. five dysfunctions of a Team. And uh, he it, he would love to have written Seven Habits, but he didn't write that. But anyway, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And the main dysfunction is distrust. And that leads to all kinds of bad, bad stuff. So, and, and Patrick... Uh, He even talks about, he tags the word vulnerability on with that. Vulnerable trust. What sits below the surface of trust is vulnerability. You're not going to have trust. People are not going to trust you until you are vulnerable. And it is very vulnerable to trust people, you see. So if vulnerability is not, if we're not aware of it, we're not practicing it. If we're not becoming more comfortable with it um then 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 trust is not going to be there and and we're just simply not going to be able to get accomplished what it is that we need to get accomplished. So Mike, when you asked the question, I think you are tagging vulnerability with love, because loving people is very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable thing to get married. It's a very vulnerable thing to date people. It's a very vulnerable thing to, you know, uh we get getting a little mushy with this, to offer your heart to someone, right? Or whatever words you want to use there. And I know that because I watch Hallmark movies a lot, and so it's very vulnerable to to engage in relationship. That's so. So yes, y- y- you might get hurt, you might get burnt. It's just part of it. So to put up the guards, people don't want to do that, and so now they are not exercising vulnerability at all. Well, when you do that, you know you've got these you've got these walls around you, and it doesn't take long before you've isolated everybody. And the people know this. And and, and you can't love people and show the way. You can't lead people effectively with those walls there. And that, I believe, is what makes people seem or come across like a tyrant or this top-down, command-and-control, militaristic person. Rick Warren, uh, the pastor of Saddleback Church, says, leadership without love is manipulation. Do you think that's true? Is that extreme... (laughs) Uh, what, where, where do you, where do you feel with that with the topic of it's, loving people and showing the way? So I saw that quote I, I, cause I was looking for leadership and love quotes and, um, I saw that quote come up several times on Google images. Uh, I don't know Rick personally, although he did stop one time and hug me, which was very, very cool cause he didn't know me from anything, which I've told that story a thousand times. But anyway, um, i I know Rick Warren well enough to know that that statement was not a standalone statement. That he probably just didn't stand up and say, "Leadership without love is manipulation." Thanks for having me. I'm done. That's not the way that went down. Um, there's context built around that statement, and I don't know the context. But I will tell you, in some context, yes, it can. It can seem like manipulation. Because when I'm just trying to show the way and I'm not loving people, it can feel very manipulative. You see? and so, um, But when I am loving people, they know my heart. They know what I'm about. I'm making them feel safe. I'm believing in them. All that stuff's happening we just talked about. Then it doesn't feel manipulative. That they know that when I'm bringing correction, for example, when I'm showing them the way, when I'm pushing them for better, that's not about me. That's about you. And I'm not trying to manipulate you into something just for my benefit. I'm trying to show you the way and motivate you for your benefit. And so they know this is way more about them than it is me. That So I, I think there's more context to that statement than just right. that. It, right. it it looks good on Pinterest, but again, <laughs> left left by itself, I don't think it works. So I thought it was a little extreme when I read that too. That's why I wanted your input on that. Yeah, yeah. So Context uh, is everything. Context is everything and, and I'm I'm quite certain that he said that in the context of a lot of other stuff. So uh again, I've heard Rick speak several times. Um I've read his stuff. I love Rick Warren. And and I I I've I've heard him enough to know that there's gotta be other context besides that. I just got a little comment too. It was just interesting to hear some of this stuff in, in regards to kind of how important it is to be self aware of, of what you're doing, right? I mean, a lot of the times, even as a leader, um, whatever style of leadership you have or are trying to do too, a lot of that time, you're also exempling or using that as kind of a showcase of what potentially these, if you're coaching kids or whoever, is going to emulate in the future too. So I think it's very important to be self-aware and, and I think it helps you in more places than one too as well. Yeah, it, it does. And so I've said this a lot, Richard, you've heard me say this. There are three things I believe that you are not gonna be able to lead effectively without curiosity, awareness, and humility. And you you you, you have to be aware of who you are and who you're not. You've got to be aware of all the little nuances that you carry with you. I call it a gist you got to be aware of your leadership gist and how people are receiving your leadership. You got to be aware of that stuff. And if you're not aware, you're not going to be able to love people and show them the way. You you got to be very humble because you know and and I don't think humility is just as easy as saying the opposite of arrogance or so much more that goes along with it than that. Although it probably is the opposite of arrogance, but again, so much more. And and you got to be curious. You got to practice curiosity. And so, curiosity to me changes the game. I, I may actually do a Budge episode later on down the line just on curiosity alone because that changes the game. And so, you know, uh, this is what I've learned over the last two years. I don't know what happened to you guys on that's listening to this, but for me, March 2020 to August 2020, I was shocked at how many of my friends were actually infectious disease experts. Blew me away, man. And they were like out-of-the-closet epidemiologists, you know what I mean? It's like I did not know they had a PhD in infectious disease. And they became so opinionated. And it's like, how do you know all of this? And I don't mean opinions, I love opinions. Share with me opinions, I mean opinionated. Well there's no curiosity there, at all, none. So not only was there no curiosity, there was no humility. And my guess is not a lot of awareness of how you're sounding right now. So um, this is what I learned. Opinionated equals arrogance, ignorance, no growth and no improvement. And curiosity equals humility and understanding and growth and improvement. And so you're dead on. It's just, you're so right. You have to be aware of that. You also have to be very Humble, practice humility, and you got to practice curiosity. So, those three things help us love people and show the way.